Welcome to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. I'm Josh. And I'm Tegan. And we're going to be bullying children for <laughs> physical <laughs> traits that they cannot help here today on the podcast. Um, <laughs> what if I, I didn't, I did not remember how fucked Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was and we decided to start off our rank in ambassadors with I him. mean, to be fair, it's like not an original story. No. It's just the one that got the most popular. But like, <laughs> yeah, they are so horribly mean to Rudolph. And like, I, I figured that like the other reindeers would be rude as is um the legend <laughs> <laughs> but santa was oh, no, such they're... a piece of shit yeah and it's also they're not just rude they're like straight up aggressively hostile <laughs> yeah like i don't want to say ableist because it's not like this is a disability it's like, um i guess the closest would be racism <laughs> but like I I would not call it I don't know no, um, it's like it's based on the color of a body part <laughs> and, <laughs> and the level of- it's just nose instead of skin color but like it's just again and that's still not like the right way to describe it at all it's just the closest Mm-hmm. to describe it or i guess it could you could compare it to also like people who have a very obvious physical deformity yeah like it's again i don't want to like but anyways, it doesn't hinder his life at all as we all know rudolph yeah they read nose it's in the title. It's in his name. You could even <laughs> say it close. Yeah. Um, I think it more uh, uh, pulses, uh, emits. <laughs> I don't want to. I think glow is a little it. too soft for it. Yeah. <laughs> glow <laughs> connotates. He has a red nose, like, a shiny a flesh, red like. nose. <laughs> And they were like, oh, we are going to kill him. <laughs> we're going to, we hate this we're child. Oppress this baby. <laughs> we includes Santa Claus, which again includes Santa Claus and his own father. Yeah. Um <laughs> I didn't remember Santa being evil. <laughs> like, okay, um, I get that this is like the first ever Christmas special Rankin and Bass made and also like as the title suggests but we have not made mention of this this is not even the first like this isn't the only Rudolph no um, there's one the only I Rudolph made but one was in like 1941 or something yeah but um <laughs> we're not just talking about just the first Rudolph we are also yeah. discussing um the 2001 Rudolph and the Misfit Toys Yes, and we are <laughs> We're doing, not doing this to start a full month of Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. 
I realized there was uh, just full dropping of that subject when I brought it up because I'm so yes. hung up on how evil they made Santa <laughs> in this movie and then immediately retconned it with their um, Santa backstory a couple years later. Well, to be fair, I think I don't think they're all like in the same timeline slash universe. Yeah. I think it's very I think confusing. there's like the Rankin and Bass Rudolph verse and like the Rankin and Bass Santa verse. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frosty's somewhere in the middle, um, leaning more towards Rudolph. Frosty but... and Rudolph are in the same universe because they have a shared special. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but that means Jack Frost is also. And Santa doesn't. I don't. I don't think Santa exists in the Jack Frost one. Which well, they don't know, but we we will find yeah. out when we get there later on. <laughs> Very exciting lineup for December. Um, this was <laughs> in the works immediately after um, our ill-fated <laughs> Netflix full, Christmas rom-com. Book. We are. This has been in the works for a full year, basically. Yeah. Um, um, I've been incredibly excited for this because, um, as long time and like even one other episode at this point, listeners know, um, we're recent post grads. Yeah. So I went four years without cable. And, yes. um, the intricate rituals of childhood really, you don't, you don't know what you're missing until it's gone and I was so desperately wanting to just sit down and watch like frankly the most charming animation I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's I I don't know if I can genuinely like I know we have like a few listeners from other countries and I don't know how widespread the Rankin and Bass um, Christmas animations are yeah I don't really know but they are very like they're like one of the pillars that American Christmas is built on. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> other being like Christmas Story, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I was very excited to do this. We decided to start off with Rudolph because it's the first one they did. Um, Rudolph, I think, is arguably the most well-known of them all. Uh, we get fucking buff wild for the last week of December. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, uh, so this episode just talking about, we're not doing the New Year's one because it, I don't, it felt weird to put it in a Christmas one and also, like, it's, it's weird just weird in general. It. So. Yeah. I love it. I think it's so fucking funny as a concept, but it's just, this is not <laughs> a New Year's one. <laughs> it's not the time or place. And <laughs> we will not really talk about this now, but we did not have a place for it in january either no no it, it would not fit no <laughs> at all can you imagine um, <laughs> that's that's a little foreshadowing for our listeners for um what i'm going to soon learn is going to be my hell month <laughs> <laughs> i'm very excited for it but it is going to be a nightmare um <laughs> personally <laughs> so but again I also, there's so much that I just didn't remember about Rudolph. Um, this, because I know, I remember a lot of the other ones being like kind of TV movie special length, you know? Uh, yeah. Like 
a little bit longer than like the 30 minute blocks that like yeah, other shows get off is like 20 minutes maybe it is not long Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is 52 minutes long. It didn't feel that long. Yeah, exactly. It didn't feel that long. I don't ever remember it feeling that long. And I watched this as a child who programming targeted for that demographic had to have two 11-minute episodes in one episode slot. That's how little we could pay attention to plot lines. Like, I, I watched this as a child with undiagnosed ADHD and did not once think it felt like it was 55 minutes long. Exactly. And like, and it is, I guess. Um, Rudolph and the Misfit Toys is about the same length and it does definitely feel it. <laughs> it does not, but we'll get to that. <laughs> this is going to be fun in the second half. Uh, but um, I, I well, let's Rudolph. talk about yeah, let's talk I love about, Rudolph. Like, what are your favorite parts of Rudolph? I mean, it's... Uh, the, the, the whole Island of Misfit Toys section, it's always going to get me. Yeah. Um, I just, I love the king and how, like, he looks fucking evil. <laughs> He's just like, no, absolutely no one is going to be breaking my subject's hearts. So you will leave or you will come back and uh, with a solution for them to feel loved constantly. <laughs> and I love that. I love that about him. <laughs> good for him. Um, I also, like, it's just, it's so good uh, once you get to Yukon Cornelius. That's, what a delight. That is my favorite part. Uh-huh. Oh, um, unsurprisingly, <laughs> Resident Bigfoot enjoyer. I'm obviously <laughs> going to be very attached to the storyline that heavily involves a Yeti. <laughs> it, I love <laughs> it's just it's so fucking amazing. Like I just the hardest thing for me to get through, I think, was um during the reindeer games portion. This it, it feels like I'm talking about like story arcs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like maybe two minutes. No, um, they're just so cruel. <laughs> like they're so mean to him. Santa's a piece of shit. Santa's kind of a piece of shit through this whole thing, and I think it's kind of like imply that he's just fucking hangry, which is a weird, <laughs> weird way to like outlet that is to, <laughs> to bully a child. He's fasting okay. for all his milk and cookies. <laughs> I just. <laughs> They're so mean to him, and then I just the force, like, it was sweet in, like, a couple moments, but the forced romance between Rudolph and another <laughs> child reindeer, I was like, yeah. did we need this? <laughs> Rudolph and Girl Dolph? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think her I name's think just, Clarice. Yeah, it is. It's It sticks with me, because, like, <laughs> um, okay, it's so fucking funny. So Rudolph is the kid of one of, like, the main reindeer, um, which I kind of I assumed from the song that they were all peers, but to know that one of them is his dad is <laughs> I never kind of like picked up on that dynamic until I watched it um at twenty three, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. Like your dad ostracizes you for your whole life, 
Um, he makes you hide an intrinsic part of your being. He says you're worthless and you're never going to amount to anything. Um, you exile yourself um, after public humiliation. <laughs> and then you show up and like are his boss. I mean, to be fair, that's just how dads are. <laughs> but um, so like I don't like that scene. Santa sucks. The um, Clarice is no, thing that's is a, weird. But... Like the end of Rudolph's Red Nosed Reindeer is so undeserved. <laughs> exactly. Because there's literally like you no know, actual reparations or anything for how they've no. treated him. They're just like, oh, you're useful to us now. <laughs> and like it, it just seems. Like, again, since I had so many years between the last time I saw it as a literal child, because I don't remember watching this in high school either. <laughs> like, it had to have been in middle school, and then I just stopped doing it. Um, and then now here I am, after several years, perhaps even a decade at this point. I, like, all those jokes are kind of, like, internalized about, like, the song, and it's like, okay, like, we get, like, those kinds of jokes about the songs all the time, like, Baby It's Cold Outside had, like, that whole, this is, that whole, like, discourse thing. Yeah, (laughs) just, like, I'm not gonna get into that here, but, like, no, it's inconsequential, quite honestly. <laughs> like care about something else, please. Like no one's not a song that harboring... came from the '40s. <laughs> no, like exactly, like a song from the '40s is not making people harbor misogynistic ideals. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be more current songs, <laughs> and um, definitely Reddit. But <laughs> but like, no, it's just so the the whole like <laughs> they only wanted Rudolph when he was useful it's kind of like oh haha this is a joke about a song when it's just a song that's like a couple lines no it's yeah made to be memorable by children but when i watched a full fucking hour of this happening <laughs> and it was just like it was literally like we hate you you're ugly you're stupid give me two hundred dollars i'm going to kill you yeah and then as soon as it's like oh this is a bad blizzard rudolph hey <laughs> do you want a job like there's no indication that there's gonna be any <laughs> social change that's gonna make Rudolph accepted after this fucking blizzard no yeah <laughs> which <laughs> I'll come back to that point in the second half um mm-hmm. but we have not talked about Hermie yet we need we need we to need talk to. about Hermie because the hero because <laughs> <laughs> Hermie is it's Inarguably, so- the actual best character in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I, I, I like. <laughs> it's so funny because he's this, he's just an elf this, who wants to be a fucking dentist, <laughs> and it's like that alone is just a hilarious concept. But then you also make him look like a stupid twink and sound like that, <laughs> and it's just like one of two notable elves, and it's too, just like, like genuinely. Genuinely, one of the funniest characters from anything <laughs> ever. Oh my god, so much, so much of the comedy of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I'm legitimately, I'm to be quite frank with the audience right now. My cat almost fucking scared me to death earlier <laughs> by sneaking up on me and putting his wet, cold nose on my foot without me knowing. And I legitimately thought it was a ghost for a while. Um, so I'm a little bit out of it. 
So if yeah, I, I got yelled at people all day. <laughs> if I like lose it during this episode about Hermie, <laughs> it's a little bit because of my cat. Uh, <laughs> but just so much of Hermie just was so. I like it was delightful in the sense that I'm having so much fun with the wildness of this character, like. The elf practice line. (laughs) (laughs) And like, again, I didn't have context for that for a long while. It wasn't a practice. It was a full-on performance. Why was he why was he calling it practice? Why weren't you at elf practice? (laughs) (laughs) He fucking breaks down the door to yell at Hermie. Hermie is in there adding teeth to the dolls. So that he can practice dentistry. Which is so <laughs> fucked up because imagine if you got a doll with teeth. <laughs> got a baby doll with teeth. <laughs> like oh it's fucked god. up and evil. Like oh god, <laughs> the devil's here. <laughs> oh god, it's like it's like that um like fucked up like sock doll that like went yeah. a little bit because that, one of like, them broke and, and all it was saying was flesh. But those are, like, intentionally scary. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas it's like, just, like, a regular fucking baby doll <laughs> with it's like, human teeth. Why weren't you at elf practice? <laughs> I was too busy <laughs> putting was, teeth in these I was dolls. nearly traumatizing a two-year-old girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love... I love everything about this little twink. I... I adore that, like, a good portion of a lot of his lines for a lot of the main songs that he's a part of, he is just fully like, you can't fire me, I quit. That is a legitimate line that he sings <laughs> several times as a chorus. Icon. Um, love that attitude. Workers of the world unite. <laughs> Be a dentist. But if you get fired, they have to some- pay you for two more weeks. Uh, we don't know what the elf unions are like. They don't have them. Elves are communists. So, like, obviously he's not getting... <laughs> um, I love that after his second time deciding, he quits because the first time he actually did it and then he decided to put teeth in dolls and then he, he for real quit. Um, he runs across what is... Um, I'm assuming Hermie is at least, like, an adult, like, a young adult. If he's got a full job and everything, and he doesn't talk about like family or anything. So he runs into what is essentially like a 12 year old, and he's like, okay, you're my best friend now. <laughs> and we're going to go on a, a recluse journey to find a place that we belong. Okay, but. Like, Hermie, that's kidnapping. But picture this Hermie is also just like 12, he's just insanely weird. <laughs> but then it's like then I don't think elves tw- I don't know if elves have like the same aging or <laughs> labor restrictions as humans so yeah I'm choosing to have faith in elf society where child labor laws are at least a little bit <laughs> ethical but I'm either just, way, it's, like, know. it's unknowable because he's a is, fucked up little elf. Yeah. 
he's at least old enough to have a grasp <laughs> of dentistry. <laughs> and I don't know what the threshold for that would be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which is like... <laughs> it depends on how much of a hyper focus he has on teeth. Yeah, exactly. Which is like never a great one to have. I had advanced knowledge of like things most children would not because I was obsessed with them. So it's not out of the I'll, question. Listen, as a child that like from age 10 up grew up solely on CSI and like, <laughs> crime shows. I had a lot of knowledge about shit that, like, a child probably should not have. Yeah. Uh, so I get it. Um, but the thing was, it wasn't, like, mouth doctoring. No, but it could have been. I have no con- I don't- I don't know what that would take for me to understand anything about dentistry. <laughs> I have a very ig- willful ignorance of dentistry, so... <laughs> I don't know about it, and I don't want to. It's just, I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. Um, we've um, all over the place. It, like, it feels weird to talk about like plot for Rudolph the Red-Nosed okay. Reindeer. They're just really mean to him until they need him, and that's really it. <laughs> there is a brief, like, there's a brief foray to the island of misfit toys and. Than the stuff with Yukon. Can we talk about some of the misfit toys? I was going to talk about those in the next half because we get more of them in the next half. I just want to point out one of them, and I'm not sure he really does anything in the second movie. Okay. Um, I think he was there, but he just didn't do anything. Okay. Um, Charlie in a box. Mm hmm. No kid's going to know his name's Charlie. Well, they are because he has a whole verse about it in the second movie. <laughs> it's again, it's like... But, yeah. I also talk about the doll who is just a doll. Yeah. I don't... And how there are the- extremely in-depth theories on the internet about the doll and how she's a misfit because she has depression. And but again, it's like... A doll with depression, it's like a child doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, like, a child doesn't know that this jack-in-the-box gonna... name is Charlie. They're not gonna, like, hug the doll. And she's just gonna be like, I have clinical depression. <laughs> she's like... I constantly think about killing myself. <laughs> like, I didn't even say that to children when that was true for me. No, exactly. So I don't know what this doll was going to do. Um, again, like, I think there was one misfit toy that was really had a valid reason to be on the island for this first <laughs> movie, and that was the train with the square wheels. Yeah, because that's, like, fucked up. <laughs> uh, but, like, that elephant that was just, like, made with the dotted fabric we all wanted the love hearts collection of webkins exactly don't fucking lie to me um somebody would have loved that pink polka dot elephant are you kidding me charlie in the box shut the hell up (laughs) you just jump nobody has to know your fucking i mean to be fair like i wouldn't want a charlie in the box but i also just would not want a jack in the box in the first place (laughs) he's like nobody's gonna want it he's like 
nobody's gonna want a jack in the box who's named Charlie and I'm like I don't fucking ask their names (laughs) what are you talking about it also just brings up a weird question of like are all the toys actively alive around children in this universe yeah exactly because I would assume it would be like toy story laws where it's like exactly alive when the kids have them so like how are they gonna know the kids are not gonna know this this doll is depression like this toy's fucked up fuck you (laughs) i like it's it all comes back to santa quite honestly (laughs) hey you little bitch you were on you were barely on the nice list this year so here's a charlie in the box (laughs) and also like what does that mean for the elves that are making the toys Like, are they (laughs) breathing life into these toys? (laughs) They get executed when they make a misfit toy. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, then fucking, that's why Hermie had to run. (laughs) (laughs) He gave them teeth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're gonna end up there. They're going to end up there and they're going to eat the doll with depression. Oh, God, they can. <laughs> exactly. Army! You've created evil onto the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> and his whole issue is. Army, you've done evil. Okay, anyways, we've already kind of started that way, so let's go into the next movie. <laughs> so, so there's so much about movie for one the animation is absolutely god awful dog shit it's... because they were like we're gonna do cgi because it's 2001 and that's what everybody's <laughs> I, doing i have i don't want to blame <laughs> this on the fact that this was not a rankin and bass production this was made by like different people i think one of them might be one like rankin and bass's son possibly i i can't fully remember i can't find this information again it is directly (laughs) related to rankin and bass it was not made by them because they were close at this point yes but but it 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 is connected but it is not a full-fledged rankin and bass uh, production it looks like dog shit (laughs) it is a toy story (laughs) ripoff With Rudolph in the mix. I actually um, think story and writing wise, this one is much better. I don't like it. Because. Uh, it all, like, I, just one more thing about the animation before we get into this. It looks half finished. Like, it doesn't look like <laughs> they fully rendered everything. It's just kind of flat colors most of the time. Yeah. That, it, I was so hung up on that. I don't know. It, it looks like it, it does free animation look, software I, that you get to use to make little fucked up presentations for class. <laughs> I did this shit so often in my German class. It's just it looks exactly what? like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, go on to you defending this piece of shit. <laughs> well, okay, because this one opens up. This is the most direct sequel to the original. Hmm. And it directly opens up with Rudolph being like, yeah, I saved Christmas, but you all still treat me like dog shit every day. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. 
we need some like it's not fully acknowledging like they were god awful to him as child like what when he was a child no it's more it is like- acknowledging that like while he's getting treated slightly better he is still not being he's- given the same treatment as the others He's essentially like an object. It's very, it's a nice, it's a better influencer commentary uh, than DeadCon was. <laughs> Which is wild um, because this was 2001 when that wasn't a thing. Um, and that's like, I like the writing, like I like the story more in this one a little bit but the animation looks like shit and the songs are like laughably awful the, specifically the, song... the one where they're like we're on the island of misfit toys 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 yeah. <laughs> I like I think about it constantly and I hate it those Um, The scene that leads right into that, too, where Rudolph and Hermie are singing about how they're fucked up and they're best friends, and (laughs) they're just in the middle of the fucking, like, ocean, and then immediately leads into the Island of Misfit Toys song. I almost considered, like, stopping the movie and just offing myself. It was (laughs) god-awful. I don't like either Rudolph or Hermie's voice actors singing voices, so... yeah. Um, so as the title of this one would suggest, a lot of this movie is spent on the Island of Misfit Toys. Um, multiple different islands of multiple different Misfit Toys. There is essentially a toy serial killer. Yeah. (laughs) On the loose. Um. He's Pied Pipering Toys. He's Pied Pipering Toys for them to never be seen again, basically. Yeah. Um, and so, so everybody's like freaked out. The Misfit Toys from the original return, and then we have some new ones as well. Um, there is a boomerang that doesn't come back, who I think fully dies. Yeah. He like launches himself into the ocean, and I don't remember him being seen again. So and, like, like, I want to stress <laughs> he does this on introduction too. He's like, I'm a boomerang who doesn't come back, and he just launches himself into the void (laughs) he's at like he launched launched himself into a frozen arctic sea so he's (laughs) i can't imagine a good ending um no except um we have a piggy bank with no slot which i don't know if those count as toys they're always in this kind of shit that's not a toy yeah and it's also like (laughs) If it doesn't have a slot, it can just be like a decorative picks. Yeah. Mom is gonna buy that. Yeah. Like, have you met a white mom? Some mom's mom animal is a pig. Exactly. <laughs> I grew up um, under a cow mom, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Uh, the worst one, quite quite frankly, the worst fucking because at least the boomerang is funny. <laughs> Uh, he's just immediately like, well, I'm out of this movie. Bye. Uh, the worst one is the fucking kite. Yeah. He's like, the I'm kite who's afraid, afraid of heights. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut 
Shut up. Shut up. Um, <laughs> like, I hate you. Shut up. Then, obviously, we still have King Moonracer. The doll is still here. And then we get the best fucking character in the series besides Hermie, Queen Camilla. I love her. She has her own separate <laughs> um, misfit toy island. <laughs> like, why? Yeah, and she's me? an icon. And she does plastic surgery on toys to make them not be misfits. Mm-hmm. But, like. And she's like, yeah, Rudolph, f- I can fix your nose. <laughs> my favorite fucking part of her is she never, like, forces this on them. No, it's fully their choice. And she and- does even, like, talk to Rudolph, like, are you sure this is something you actually want? Because, like, she, these things are things that can make you special. Exa- yeah. She, as, like, so, as a, someone who was a kid who would, <coughs> listen, I went out of my fucking way to buy a webkin that had a fucking full seam rip down the whole fucking middle of it. Mm-hmm. I bought an ugly fucking stuffed cat from a CVS my first year of college. <laughs> absolute like this is a like a fucking like <laughs> it's really good pose for toys <laughs> coming from me like listen there's always going to be someone who wants you <laughs> and that that is me i was that child i wanted a fucked up toy i i can't like not well have and it was like i think that's why this movie has like such a soft spot for me is just like i was a very very weird child Mm-hmm. And it was nice to have a movie that was like, that's fine. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> weird, weird, weird children are children too, and they also have toys. Kid rights. <laughs> she has like the best songs. Um, she's, I love this character. She's a full on doctor. Queen Camilla walks so Doc McStuffins could run. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bold claim. Um, which I can't really say anything about. I don't know shit about Doc McStuffins. <laughs> Any Doc McStuffins fans listening, please give us some... I've seen a lot of it because I have a nephew. <laughs> and she does... She just fixes toys. Okay. She's an actual human child who fixes toys, but... Not um, a giant pink hippo with fairy No, wings. which is... Yeah, which is a... Um, a negative towards Doc McStuffins. Yeah, it's a negative towards any human, um, because because <laughs> we should all like be it or not, fairy wings. <laughs> what peak performance looks like. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like inarguably the best part of the movie, and I wish she was in more of it. And then I literally, we- I literally sent Josh a text where I was like, "I wish I was just watching a movie about her." <laughs> That's how that's how good she is. I love her. If you if you just believe every movie is a movie about her, <laughs> just use your imagination. <laughs> um, um, then we have the toy taker. Yeah. Who is for the vast majority of the movie is just a silhouette in a trench coat. It doesn't even look good. <laughs> it's like such a weird like shape for a trench coat man. Yeah. And then like, it's incredibly round. At the end that he is a teddy bear named Mr. Cuddles and he's <laughs> doing these things to the misfit toys because 
he's mad because he's just worn out. Yeah. He just got a little bit of a rip in him. And he's like, and now my kid hates me. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, so you kidnap? I also want to point out. Like, what's what's his goal? I don't know. I I want to, this is kind of inconsequential, but I do want to point out that um, Santa has been rightfully worried that his toys are going to get taken by the toy taker before he's able to deliver them for Christmas. I guess he doesn't fucking care after that. Like, no, you know what? We have evidence that Santa doesn't give a shit about what happens <laughs> to toys after Christmas. But Since there are two islands for misfit toys. Um, so, Santa's plan is to have them just have the warehouse guarded. His choice in guards <coughs> for the warehouse of toys, which are at risk of being takered, is two toys mm-hmm. Santa what the fuck dude <laughs> real dumb fuck hours just n- nothing nothing all up in there <laughs> not a fucking <laughs> kringle to be had in that <laughs> not even a single vision of a sugar plum no <laughs> <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping and he has no fucking room in that head for anything else <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just. Anyways, they obviously, obviously, they are gonna get takered. It's, Santa. The whole toy taker thing is also funny to me because it's literally just like <laughs> Toy Story three fully just stole that. <laughs> like, well, it's still like Toy Story three. It's like Toy this... Story two. No, but Toy Story 3's antagonist is a teddy bear. Who yeah. was accidentally left behind by a child and now wants to kill all the other toys? <laughs> like, well, it's not because like the toy taker he kidnaps them, he kidnaps them, and then he brings them to a fucking abandoned mind, and he's like, "Hey, we live here now, and I love you forever." <laughs> but it's, a kid isn't gonna. It's the same thing still. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, what the fuck? You are going to rot. It- like, where did you find an abandoned mind as, like, a teddy bear? Um, <laughs> where did he get a blimp? Actually, <laughs> where the fuck did he get the blimp? <laughs> abandoned teddy bears will see a blimp and be like, is anyone using this and not wait for an answer? <laughs> is anybody gonna take some toys? <laughs> I also love that, like, so... The way that Rudolph and Co. Um, are able to get um, to the toy taker's hideout is they pretend to be toys on the island of misfit toys. <laughs> um, and they get takered. But the thing is, it's Rudolph, Clarice, <laughs> Yukon Cornelius, Hermie, and the Abominable Snowman. Mm-hmm. And the, the blimp pose. <laughs> Is not big enough to take <laughs> to take Bobble, mm-hmm. and so the toy taker's like, "Well, I guess you just sit here alone then." Bye. <laughs> and isn't that like against your whole thing, <laughs> Mister Taker? He's like, 
He's like, I love to help misfit toys, but I draw the line at heavy ones. <laughs> you are... <laughs> leave someone else there for him, then, at least. If your whole life... Leave, like, leave his best fucking friend. Yukon yeah. with him. If your whole fucking, like, <coughs> utopia thesis is toys can love toys enough to sustain them in the absence of a child, why would you leave this guy alone? <laughs> because, no, but, um, but he does. is too busy recovering from his fucking root canal. <laughs> that, that stood out so much to me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and also, like, just the acting on Umbaba's fucking end for this whole movie is insane. It's so funny. Once again, he is the light in the darkness in a Rudolph movie. Like, I want to talk about my least favorite part of this movie. Oh. Which is the song that Rudolph and Clarice sing that I swear is like 23 minutes long. <laughs> I blocked it out. So It felt like insufferably long and I tried to block it out, but like just could I've, not. I fully don't remember a song between these two. <laughs> it's there and it is... Hold on, let me see if I can find the actual... It's like seven minutes long. I doubt it. I like. I just. I doubt that you can find this thing. <laughs> I don't no, think people care enough. I just found the song, and it is like. Oh spinning. Jesus Christ! So that is like a full. What did they <laughs> sing about? Sixth of this movie <laughs> is this awful fucking song where they're just singing about how they are reindeer who are in love. <laughs> Like the, I also like good on them for trying to include Clarice more. I don't fully get like the whole her whole fucking plot line of wanting to earn her wings because one um, glaring issue with this: none of them have wings. <laughs> her metaphorical um, wings. Two, wasn't it part of like? reindeer school that they all learned to fly? How did she graduate? She didn't. She's trying to get her GED. Ah, uh, okay. Rudolph's baby <laughs> mama. Um, I, I don't get it. I, like, to, to add some, like, importance to the act of flying when they had children do it in the first one was weird. <laughs> Again, like, <laughs> I didn't like the romance part of it. Well, and they also, it's the whole like flying thing is just also weird in the fact that, like, it would be one thing if they tried to make it like a she's a girl and she's going to be the first one ever, but like, there's already a girl in <laughs> the actual sleigh team. Yeah. At least like, a girl. At least a girl. Maybe more. Imagine. <laughs> Who knows? We only see the- Rudolph's evil dad. Yeah, and Rudolph. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, it's just... 
<laughs> I don't get it. Um, it does not make sense for this to be like such a big character hang up. No, it's weird. And like the fact that she kind of gets it immediately takes away like and- all the importance that they tried to build for it in the first place. Yeah, it also, like, I understand it was, like, trying to be a cute callback to, like, the scene in the first movie where she tells Rudolph she thinks he's cute. So, um, he gets so excited he flies real good. (laughs) So they have Rudolph tell her he loves her, and she freaks out and she's flying good now. But also this movie, they're kind (laughs) of, like, implied to be at least, like, young adults. (laughs) They are married. Like... (laughs) I don't okay, can can we take a step back? What is their relationship? Because it, it feels like they t- they fully like devolved from the first movie. Yeah, I don't I don't know. The first movie ended with Rudolph having his full antlers also, which is fucked up. <coughs> he just kind of showed up with them. <laughs> but Yeah, I and then they were, like, kind of hinted at being, like, this is so weird to talk about, like, animated reindeer in this way. <laughs> but they were hinted at being, like, together at the end of the first movie. And then it's, like, they're younger again. And yeah. Then I, it, it, I don't. He's not even sure she, he, she likes him in the beginning of the movie. No, yeah, I have no idea. And Rudolph, like, fully never has his full antlers again in any of the movies. Yeah. So I don't know if that was like a flash forward <laughs> briefly at the end of the first one or like Well, cuz like the end of the first one he it's him fighting the abominable snowman. No, yeah, and that I just So I don't get it. I don't know. I think that it was just a re- I think they just forgot. <laughs> yeah, it I, I think it was just to make the character more distinct, which is weird because he has a big red nose. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, <laughs> I think it's very worth mentioning that Queen Camilla is voiced by Jamie Lee Curtis. Is she? She is. Holy shit. I, like, all, I remember seeing her <laughs> name in the opening credits and I just... I didn't pick up on that. A queen voicing a queen. You know what that tracks. Uh, Understandable. (laughs) Um, So, I don't really even know what else we can possibly talk about. So, I'm going to end this on the same note that we ended Halloween, and that's that thank you, Jamie Lee Curtis, for everything you've done. (laughs) I... I, like, I feel like we can spare a couple minutes. Um, no, we can't. I... Talking. I'm just trying like, to Like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I just, I'm very excited. Um, I mean, I didn't like the second movie. It was awful to look at. Awful and, to sit through ha- and that is of the like, songs. I still enjoyed the story of the second movie, but kind of similar to when we watched Roanoke. I'm like, God, I really wish I had not replaced my fond memories with mm-hmm. <laughs> to see it again That's specifically crazy. having to see it again because yeah my fucking god it looks like it was it looks nightmarish. in CGI on like one of those little like yeah game 
spices from McDonald's. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but um, uh, I I just I'm so excited to finish up like any part of this month because these it's again it's been a while since I've seen these these are a big part of my childhood and like I'm looking forward a lot to revisiting them yeah I am as well um do we want to just reveal the next episode or do we want to reveal our full lineup for the month because um spoiler we're gonna have um from here on out they're gonna be a lot shorter so we're gonna have a lot more things um to an episode yeah so i think it's just best to say what the next episode is okay Um, so um but yeah i'm really excited to continue watching these um we didn't even like get into enough depth about like how this looks mostly because there was such a distinct change for Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. so let's touch on that a little bit now. Um, the original like 60s and 70s ranking and best specials are all stop motion animated. Mm-hmm. And it is just they look so good. Very well done. It's incredibly charming. And it's like instantly so recognizable. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And it's just I already talked about these movies being like a pillar of American Christmas, but they have their influence is just like so evident in so much of Christmas yeah. media. Yeah. And yeah. Like the first thing that comes to mind because I was watching Christmas movies that made us on Netflix this morning, but that's like <laughs> the entire aesthetic of like Elf, which is a more like mm-hmm. modern this classic is literally like straight up stolen from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So, Just copy and paste. Like yeah. Their costumes are literally the same. <laughs> and they even had a little bit of stop motion. Yeah. But it's just, it's very good. It's like, it's just, the stop motion is very nice to look at. The evil CGI of Island of Misfit Toys is not that. No. But, but the stop motion ones are so endearing. Yeah, and it this is gonna be a continual theme. Um I ha- I have a lot to say about it specifically um in one of the later episodes for one of my favorite um <laughs> my favorite specials. But for now uh I'm not gonna mention it because it is quite far into the month and yeah i will have a lot to say about it for our next episode for one of the ones we'll be watching for that so um so for our next episode we will be talking about um several of these santa claus centric Mm -hmm. ones we'll be talking about santa claus is coming to town the year without a santa claus and the significantly newer Miser Brothers Christmas. Yeah. Um, which is like Island of Misfit Toys is not by Rankin and Bess, but unlike Island of Misfit Toys, it is not god awful CGI. It is traditional stop motion. So I'm incredibly <clears throat> excited 
for this one I'm because very, Santa very Claus excited. is coming to town is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> the Santa Claus is coming to town in the year without a Santa Claus are probably my favorite ones. But, um, and I'm very excited. I, we have to save that for the next episode because yes, no, yeah, we. It's I, I might genuinely and, cry thinking about it right now. <laughs> no, it's late, and I need to go to bed. Yeah, be because fine. I have another day of getting yelled at by old <laughs> tomorrow. But, Maybe so. Please, if nothing else, listen to this month for the, like the pure nostalgia. These are all. These are also like very easy to access on daily motion so if you're ever in the mood for at least one of these watch it's it like... watch it it's free <laughs> a lot of them are also straight up on youtube like yeah <laughs> the full the full misfit toys movie is on youtube mm-hmm. and that's almost like an hour and a half yeah so no please content claimed it <laughs> like this is I'm, a very I'm easy so to like, follow <laughs> along with us for basically. Yes. Please. <laughs> if not for us, for you. <laughs> but at this point in time, um, please just follow us on Twitter. That's where you're going to be getting updates about the podcast, the episodes that are coming out, um, anything else. Great way to interact with us if you have any suggestions. Um, we've gotten two suggestions that are... Um, being considered right now uh again it's we have pre-planning so we can't just uh fit in an episode immediately but we've got some no, suggestions about the live action grinch movie and the scooby-doo movies that were live action which are quite possible future episodes so if you have anything yes. that you would uh like us to consider please tweet at us yeah we just let us know we do, as you already said, we plan pretty far ahead, so you can probably expect it to be, like, a few months before we get to your suggestions, unless it's, like, our recent Jurassic Park, where we have a poll just, like, a couple weeks before it. Um, in the case of Live Action Grinch, it will probably be a year. Mm-hmm. Um and with other yeah. very seasonal kind of things like that, but but just because you don't see it right away does not mean we are not listening to and taking suggestions. So again, it's uh, on Twitter at Dumbinch Binge. It'll only be a positive <laughs> for at least one of us. <laughs> so, um, also I guess um, we do have a Patreon. We haven't been plugging it uh, because. We usually tweet out donation links or petition links. I've kind of um, run the well dry with um, new links to post with that. Uh, There will probably still be links for donation links in relation to Black Lives Matter within the description of every episode and tweeted along with the uh, episode. But I think... (laughs) We we still do have a Patreon. We're trying to get mics and like at this point... Yeah. Better audio quality is only going to help the podcast and the exactly. listeners. So if you have a few extra dollars um, and you've already donated to the 
links that we have put in the descriptions. If you'd consider putting that in our Patreon, that'd be great. But again, this is not required. <laughs> no. Um, so. Thank you for listening. This has been Dumb Binge Binging. Thank you.